to the Women's Leaders Fitness Business Podcast. Today, we launch our fitness technology series with three women leaders paving their way through an industry that was once dominated by men. We want today's discussion to focus on women who are merging into the fit tech space. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by FitRec. FitRec Fitness Registration, the preferred modern registration for business owners and fitness professionals. Today I'm speaking to Edwina, Rachel and Callie, successful women in and also outside the technology space. Good afternoon, ladies. Hello. Hey, good afternoon. And how are we all today? Doing great. Thank yeah. you for asking. Awesome. Thank you, Mel. You're welcome. So, Kelly, Edwina, and Rachel, what I want you all to do for me is just to introduce yourself with a brief bio, if possible, no longer than 45 seconds. So, Kelly, if you would go first, that would be fantastic. Sure thing. Um, So, my name is Kelly Vaderman. I'm the co founder of Evolt. Evolt is a digital health company. we have a hardware and a software component. So we have the Evolt 360 body composition analyzer, and we also have a tracking app and tracking platform for businesses. Um, yeah, that's about it. Fantastic. Edwina. Sure, thanks, Mel. Um, so I've been in the industry about 25 years. My company in the tech space is At One, so we're doing wellness products, uh, which we're launching in a couple of weeks. And other background is around corporate wellness sort of programs on EQ, mindfulness, meditation, and the Fit Mom space. Fantastic. And Rachel? Okay, good morning, everybody. I have um, over 30 years' experience in management and leadership in the fitness industry on a national and a global level. I'm currently the Director of Business Development with MyZone um, across EMEA. More recently, and on a personal note, I've launched uh, a brand called Are You Supercharged?, um, which has been sharing my journey of self-discovery, self-discovery through refocus, rewiring, and redefine myself through some of the learnings that I've achieved during lockdown. I was put on this planet to get people moving physically and mentally and inspiring others through, through my journey, both professionally and personally. Fantastic. And Rachel and I did a podcast just a few weeks back and I I checked um, the downloads today and Rachel, people are still downloading consistently every day. So congratulations to the content. That's awesome. It is. It is. It's what we want. So let's get our, our podcast underway. So women leaders are rapidly growing in the tech space. We all know that. And now predominantly their faces are stronger than males in the fit tech industry. So today we want to offer some tools and insights for those at entry level that are seeking a career or looking to enhance their life with technology. So today's podcast is very entry level with some very basic tools for those women who are looking at uh, entering into the fit tech space or perhaps are just looking at starting up their own business and need some guidance of three women who have definitely cemented a very strong foundation in their own business space. So Rachel, let's start with you. Um, For women who are, are still shy with tech, and we all know how that can be, how are some of the ways that fitness technology can enhance a women's career in their business life? Uh, sure, that's a, that's a great question. 
Um, I think we have to make sure that everybody embraces technology rather than fear, fears it. I know that I've been through phases when I was almost fearful about what technology could bring to me. But on the other side of that, you need to make sure that this embracing it is you absolutely control it as well. Um, so the brain is the biggest muscle that we have and is capable of great things. And we must make sure that we use our brain to manage the technology and to use it to fit our purpose and to achieve the best outcomes of what we want. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's, it's definitely about outcomes and it's definitely about educating women how that can be a win-win for them. Um, Edwina, what are your thoughts on that? Um, look, as you know, I was always, I used to always call myself a tech spastic, to be honest, because I'm <laughs> one of the scared of it. Um, and I've had to embrace it exactly as Rachel said. And the reason I've ended up in this space is because I was speaking a lot to Gen Y and Gen Z audiences. And I just found that I wasn't getting the engagement on certain things. And I think it's an area that we have to move into if we're going to survive. So for me, it's been a huge opportunity. I've accessed markets that I wouldn't have accessed otherwise. And I've learned a heap along the way. So now I'm actually enjoying it. It's a bit of a challenge. It's fun. And I think one of the keys to me was to get curious about it rather than being fearful. Yeah, Kelly, what do you think about it? Um, I love text and I love looking at new platforms, new programs. I think as a woman, we're always juggling so many things in our personal and work life. And there's so many amazing softwares out there that can really help us manage our tasks, manage our business, staff, automate processes. So, yeah, I love tech and I think it's definitely beneficial to keep up with what's happening out there and always make sure that you're trained and using the latest stuff to just make your life simpler and easier. So, yeah, love it. So, obviously, we all at some stage had absolutely no idea what fit tech was or where to start. And obviously, the, the younger generation were born into a, an era that was just fit tech. I mean, they were born with a mobile phone in their hand. But what about what about women, you know, in the 40, 45 plus and even older in that age bracket who are still shy of tech? I mean, what's your advice to those ladies who are thinking about, you know, entering into the fit tech field but aren't quite sure what to do and perhaps feel a little bit silly because they don't understand it all. I mean, I'd love to hear your feedback, Rachel, on that. I think in answer to your question, it kind of resonates in everything, is not to be scared of asking a question. Um, uh, you know the avenue that you want to go out down in. You're looking at the, using the fit tech for a certain outcome. Ask, ask others for help. I've always been a good fan of, of leading by example um, or mirroring other people's behaviours and finding, you know, what's working for them. I find so get like-minded people, find what's working for them and try and apply it to myself. And if you're using a piece of tech um, that, that's been recommended, just make sure that it fits for you and be comfortable with it. I think we all need to sort of relax a little bit. Don't be fearful of, um, of asking questions or reaching out for help in terms of advice and support. And then when you have a product, use it and, and don't try and um, shoehorn yourself into making it work for you. Relax, make it happen. You're in control of this and uh, make, make the product uh, work for you and suit your purposes. I agree with that. And that moves me across to asking you, Edwina, I mean, you're working online practically every day in the wellness space. What are some of the key benefits for women who are juggling careers and family? How can we encourage them to participate in 
online fit tech? Well, in terms of one of the main things with online fit tech is that it just saves a heap of time and that's, you know, everyone knows for women who are busy and mums and managing careers and family, that's always been one of the biggest challenges. So it's an absolute gift in that respect and I think once you get your head around using things and, and let's be honest, most techs are quite intuitive, most technology now, and it, it isn't that hard. A lot of it's in our head and thinking it's hard. Um, I think it's very much about just getting in there and giving it a go and as I said, it's a time saver. I'm getting, I'm accessing that many more people, um, different customers, new markets, and everything in a day because of FitTech uh, versus having to go and do everything face to face. It's a huge opportunity. So I think that it's it's essential if you're going to survive, and the potentials for business growth, from my experience, have been much faster. So here's our open question to the three of you, and Kelly, I'll get you to answer first if that's okay. What yeah. is what is technology? To you, is technology a phone? Is it an app? Is it jumping onto the internet? Because everybody has a different perception of what technology is. You know what? I think it can be so many things that, like it, everything that you just said to me, is technology. Um, yeah, I feel like it is an app. It is a phone. It is a computer. It is a, a software. Yeah, I just feel like it's um, multiple things to me cool and edwina what do you think what what's technology to you yeah all of the above um to me like phones and computers are almost not even on the list because that's just assumed day to day um the exciting the, the technology that gets me excited are the opportunities of the five million programs that exist on those platforms that enable my day to day to be more efficient yeah i i agree with that rachel what do you think yeah i think that the the Items that you've described are just more the channels through which you know technology arrives to us, and I see it as a bit of a brain extension. Um, it helps us be even more capable of uh, sorting processes, speeding things up, and it makes the world even smaller. You know, we are so everything is at our fingertips, and we are so fast and easy to connect now through embracing technology. Yeah, I mean, I look at technology as being a connection tool and I look at it as being a tool that's going to enhance my day in a positive manner as opposed to a negative manner. Um, Kelly, you've had incredible success with a vault. I mean, we were talking the other day, and correct me if I'm wrong, do you, a vault now has over a million users. I mean, that's, that's absolutely incredible. So... For women, for women who are looking to start their own fit tech business, what are some of the tips and advice that you can share with them on what to do and what not to do? I mean, from you, you know, you've gone from, um, you know, a, a woman and her partner who were driving from gym to gym to a startup model to a, a model that has over a million users now. I mean, congratulations on that. That's incredible. Thank yeah. You. Well, thank you. Um. I mean, I definitely think if you're looking to get into the tech space as a startup, um, as we once were, um, I would definitely do a lot of research and see what competitive products are out there um, and just see how, I mean, obviously make sure the market's not too saturated, but just see see what's out there and see how you can just take it to the next level and just be, you know, just be really innovative with the product that you want to launch. I think that's something that's really given us 
that market edge is, yes, there are com- like competition out there. There's companies that have been around for 30 years. They're billion-dollar companies, um, and that's our competition. But we we are constantly innovating. Every, like every single day, we are, how can we make our product better and what how can we do something that no one else is doing? And I think that's really been able to give us that edge and really help with that global growth. And how hard has it been, though, as a startup? It's been tough. I mean, we're still even now, like, we're only really coming out of that startup phase and we're, you know, eight years in. So you've definitely got to be in it for the long haul. Um, and it is, it's super, super tough, but it's so rewarding at the same time. Um, and I think it's your own baby and you're so passionate about the projects that you work on. It, it doesn't even really feel like work, even though it can be traumatic some days um, and long hours but yeah it's definitely worth it and it's we have such a great team we have so much fun so we're really lucky I mean I've seen you guys at conventions and I have to say the Evolt team know how to have fun when they're away from home they um, (laughs) live and breathe um, their product but at the same time they find balance outside of work together as a team Edwina you know you're doing some great stuff online you know you're on um, your Facebook platform doing meditation what led you to do that uh, it was actually more for COVID. It was actually, to be frank, it was just to help people. Um, and surprisingly, I did it to help people and also for myself because I was feeling quite disconnected. I was living by myself. So I, I, my initial reason was just that. But as a result, I've had um, some corporate gigs come through for webinars and partnerships in um, corporate environments, uh, new clients for healing new clients for online programs so actually quite a lot has come out of something that I just really was doing for myself and to help other people during COVID and so that's why I've continued to do it Uh, and it's so easy for me to do and I've accessed a whole lot of people I would never have met otherwise so it's been a real in a way a learning for me around the power of it for I've resisted social media stuff a lot in the past Um, and this feels for me I guess uh, the reasons behind it and the authenticity was there and I guess that's what people pick up on and it's been, yeah, it was a a great learning to the power of it all. I mean, that's great to hear that you that you went out and launched a product that was to help people obviously through COVID but what's happened is it's actually enhanced your business and now you've picked up new clients and that's obviously created business growth which is um, probably not what you were seeking out at the beginning but obviously, you know, what you were doing has led to that. Um, Rachel, you've been involved with a lot of businesses. I mean, you know, you've got an incredible CV. You're now with MyZone and prior to that, you've obviously been with other um, products. What are some of the things that you've learned along the way that um, have helped you as a, as a woman to then go out and create positive impact in other people's lives but also grow your own life at the same time that's involved technology? Yeah, I, I think irrespective of it being with the kind of technology or not, you have to have you have to be congruent in how you apply your skills. And I think you always have to act with, in what, in my opinion, what I've always done is act with energy, integrity, and intelligence. Um, you know, some of the the words that uh, Kelly and Edwina came out with just now about re- resilience, innovation, and helping others is is critical. Um, as a leader, you need to be capable of rolling your own sleeves up, showing that you will do um, 
the same as others. You don't expect them to do something you wouldn't do. And lead from the front. And from a business perspective, some of the best best leaders I've had the opportunity to work with. And I say work with, not work for. And they always created a culture that I was working with them, irrespective of whether I was on the fitness floor or irrespective of anybody's rank. They built a culture that you felt really part of a, a team driving towards you know, a compelling vision with an inordinate amount of fun. Yeah, I and think... Yeah, I love it too. And I, I think, you know, Kelly and Edwina, please jump in and give us some feedback. But you would have to say without positive culture, you're not going to have any um, results that are positive. You, you're not going to be able to guide your team towards that vision without positive culture. Both Edwina and Kelly have worked in large communities. What do you think about that? Oh, totally agree, Mel. That's it. I mean, no one can perform at the best of it. And, and I love Rachel's thing with fun. Like, fun is just so important in terms of the environment. And there's enough research to, to back that in terms of creativity and innovation. And there needs to be that supportive environment and psychologically safe environment for people to thrive. So there's plenty of science behind it. And I think we've all experienced it ourselves. Cal? Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. We that we everything for us is the team and the culture and working together and we all yeah, we all are there for each other when we need them. We wear multiple hats. Um and yeah, we don't have a massive team but we accomplish so much because I think we just we've learned to communicate well and just get in, work hard, yeah, work together or work on your own and just get it done, but always for that same end goal together. Yeah, I think I don't think you need a large team to accomplish. I think that if you've got a really good community and that you gel together and you look out for each other, I believe you can, you know, just move forward and create really strong positive impact in any industry. Um, this is an open question to um, all of you. How do you see technology in the fitness and wellness space fitting into the lives of women over the next 12 months? both on the business and a personal level. How important is it going to be? Edwina, would you like to go first? Sure, Mel. Uh, I think, like, particularly with lockdowns coming in and out, I think it's um, it's the safe. For me, it's about um, a sensible reduce, reduction in risk for the business model. Uh, I think if we don't prepare for the potential that we may not be able to do face-to-face and we're putting more risk in our business. So it's a no-brainer in the next 12 months, I think, for, for most of us that we're going to be focusing on online to ensure that we have uh, income streams coming in regardless of whether it's face-to-face or not. So I just see it as a, a not even a choice anymore. It, it's like it's, it has to be done for all business, really, given the COVID situation. Rachel? Yeah, uh, that response totally resonates with me. I think the need has always been there um, and it's an absolute necessity. What Corona and the current situation has created is it's been a gun to our head for people to take massive action and change and embrace technology um, from from, from a professional perspective or not. This time is really survival of the fittest in so many, so many different ways. Um, it, it, we're going to help. It's uh, driving our sort of kind of personal accountability through technology. I think our ability to build communities and stay connected with people um, of something that's been, you know, my relationship with my with my technology is 
gone to a whole new level during lockdown. My experience of it has become, uh, I have an emotional relationship with with my MyZone product right now, rather than, uh, it's just way deeper because of the way it supported connectivity, building the communities. I think we may have lost Rachel there for a moment. Rachel, are you still online? Yep, no, I've got you. Beautiful. We just lost you there for a moment, but that's okay. Cal, um, what do you think about, you know, fitness, wellness, fit tech and in the space over the next 12 months? Um, I mean, I think it's we're definitely taking it to new levels with the current situation. I think we're relying heavily on, you know, online tech and online fitness and, and all that, that sort of stuff. Um, it has been, obviously, because we have the Evolve 360 body composition analyzer, it is a piece of hardware that goes in many vertical markets, but our biggest market is obviously the fitness space. And, you know, it's actually been an interesting time coming out of this first wave of COVID is so many people are actually, you know, buying a scanner to put in their business just because they need people to come back in and have a touch point and get their health checked because they're worried of losing them to technology because everyone's, you know, had all their online programs and that. So, it is an intro, like it's a, yeah, definitely. I think everyone's sort of moving, shifting to there, but then I think people are also like, okay, we need ways to bring people back into our business because everything's become so digital and it's a bit scary. Rachel, have you had the same um, response with MyZone? I mean, a club owner's picking up the phone and going, hey, we need something that's going to help connect our community and we should have put MyZone in years ago. Are you seeing that type of response? Yeah, 100%. Um, the need has uh, really been emphasised over the product. I think that it's, we've also, as a brand, evolved massively during this time and come up with some very good sort of at-home solutions to support uh, the club operators still be able to drive their business and to, um, promote their kind of group training, irrespective of whether they're inside or outside of the facility. So it's almost been like a, a, a lifetime, a lifeline to club operators. But also from a personal trainer's um, perspective, you know, we've got some guys in the UK uh, were furloughed. And then you got furlough in Oz. And it, for me, to be honest, it was a new word. I thought someone had made it up. Um, <laughs> you know, people, yeah, people were kind of furloughed off work. And, you know, trainers going, how do, I, how do I keep moving? What do I do with my time? So they started to launch their own businesses and utilize my zone to stay connected with their, with their customers and what's been all their members. And what's been really quite interesting is, as I said before, the world has shrunk. So... A client base that may normally have been, you know, within a, a, an eight to ten mile radius of your facility, you've now got not only the country but the globe to call upon. So if your services are are the standard that people people want, you're giving them the results that they want. They feel connected. They feel part of the community. They don't mind where they're dipping in and out of. They don't mind whether this is coming from Peterborough or Poland. They have to stay connected, and that's something we've done incredibly well with my, at my zone. Um, Edwina, let me ask you this. You work a lot, um, you know, side by side with women in the, the fitness industry space. Is there anything that, is, that has become really evident to you throughout COVID that you're seeing? Um, and I mean this in a nice way, but women pick up their game in the fitness tech space. Is there anything that's really stood out to you to think, wow, that wasn't happening six months ago, but look at these women go in this space and in, and in this space. I think 
I guess not one specific area, I reckon I'm going to be honest, Mel, but I think people are, are asking the question. That's what I think Rachel mentioned earlier. I think people are actually just picking people who are never open to any of this technology are actually giving it a shot. And I think that's the most important shift in that in the past you could get away with going, oh, look, I'm just not a tech person and that's not my space. Uh, I, that's the biggest change I think has been the mindset change and people recognising that they have to. Um, and so just giving things a go and asking questions and reaching out. And, and I think that's one of the key things to do with uh, with a lot of people I do speak to say, you know, what do I do? It's actually, you know what, ask someone who's already doing it. Don't and test things and try and just and get out there and give it a shot rather than sitting there in that fear space. But I think the main the main change has been that the clients that I work with and in the industry is that they're asking those questions and they're asking for mentors and they're keen to get out there versus being closed closed shop. So not one area as such from what I've seen, Mel, um, but it's the openness of starting even with just even just doing the Zoom calls and how to do them better and, and presenting skills, I guess, has been I've, – I've been called to train a few people with camera skills and things like that, and that translates, as we know, to public speaking and ex- expands your sort of skill set, which will reach beyond technology and, and, and enhance possibilities for business in other ways. I mean, women have really stepped up over the last, um, let's say, the last six months. So, I mean, what became really evident to me was the amount of – women that went out online and started um, doing, for example, Facebook Live group fitness classes who never, ever stepped in front of a camera before but realised that if they didn't do this that they pretty much weren't going to survive because our consumers who are our members were going to be, um, I suppose, purchased by all the influencers that you see on Instagram and on Facebook. So I thought it was absolutely incredible. All women, all shapes and sizes, yeah. you know, they jumped yeah. on and they did the Facebook Live classes. And, um, you know, I was one of those those people that had to, as a club owner, had to get up at, you know, 4.30 in the morning and go into the club when it was like five degrees outside. There's no one in the group fitness room and doing Facebook Live classes and, you know, doing that every day pretty much for three months and I was just absolutely um, overwhelmed and excited for the women that went out and did the same thing and, you know, kudos to them because it's hard going out there. You leave yourself open to being vulnerable and people, you know, criticising you and and critiquing you on your performance on stage in an open market where normally women are in their safe zone, which is their group fitness room. So that was one of the things that became quite evident to me. Um, moving and, on to you know, open, open things I noticed you guys know, yep. Zooms as well was just that the response of everyone during COVID was so positive. It was a great yeah. time to launch skills because people were so grateful that people were giving it a go and providing these services. So I think that's been a really positive outcome in terms of the reputation of the fitness industry itself and, and the way it was received, I think, made it a really positive environment to be learning and giving things a try. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was the first time we could probably honestly say how collaborative we were together. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, Mel, sorry to jump in on you. You said something, you know, of these uh, sessions being hosted at home irrespective of shape and size. I think we saw an emergence of what we would, you know, normally call the new rock stars because yeah. just because someone was good at teaching a group class doesn't mean that they were good at doing it at home. And that there's been a real pivot and there's some 
incredible talent that has been put right in the limelight that probably would have been those shrinking violets, you know, not not brave enough to speak up or not not outspoken in the club environment. So really exciting times if we can keep nurturing and being transparent and helping these people and helping these women be more authentic and just grab life by the balls and keep doing what they're doing. So it's, there has been some fantastic talent show. And that's so true, Rachel. And I actually, that is a discussion that I had with, um, and they won't mind me saying this, with Wexa Virtual. I said to them, you know, there's so much talent out there that's only just been exposed in the last few months. You guys need to get a hold of the real instructors that are teaching real people and get them onto your platform instead of the influencers. That, that was my feedback to them. But I better move on to the open panel uh, question. And the, the reality is, you know, women are becoming the face of tech. Women remain substantially unrepre unrepresented in today's technology sector, accounting globally, have a listen to this, accounting globally for only 19% of manager roles in the fit tech space globally. For those that are at the beginning of their career wanting to establish a career in tech outside of um, outside of getting a mentor or doing networking events because, you know, having a mentor and attending networking events don't always get us the answers that we want and that's the reality of it. What are some of the power tips that you ladies recommend for women to force through and do their own, create their own startup business or just become involved with fit tech? Um, Kelly, would you like to go first on that one? Sure. Um, I think being a technology disruptor is always um, a good thing. So just yeah, do something different and don't feel scared because you you know you're doing something that's out of the norm. The I mean, as we've seen in the last few years, the companies that are really flying now are the ones that were disruptors in that space, and people you know so unexpected. Um, so, yeah, I think definitely, yeah, be a technology disruptor, come up with something unique and, um, yeah, always be forward-thinking and ahead of your competition. Love it. I love disruption and everybody knows that I love to be a disruptor. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm all for that one. Um, Edwina, your thoughts? Um, I think, well, disruptor, great, yeah. I mean, I from my experience, as you know, I'm about to launch, so it's a startup. In the last 12 months, it's been one of the exciting things in this space is that because we're creating something that hasn't been done before, the technology, we were slightly ahead and then each week new things happen. So I think the potentials for making great breakthroughs are there. And so think big because the technology is catching up so quickly each day. Um, one of the things, I guess, the lesson from someone who came from a non-tech background um, for me, one of the early lessons was around scope and getting really clear on the scope of if you're going to the technology space and you're not from that background, really get that scope nutted down really well um, because I nearly had a couple of disasters early on with not understanding the scope, not understanding what's involved and what what all of the elements that are required for a tech company. So I do think, you know, I, I ask people who have been in space for 20 years plus for advice and so I guess that's something that I would want to share because I potentially have made some huge mistakes um, but what I will say is, yes, it, it also takes a lot longer when you're being a disruptor because you're breaking into new markets, breaking into new technologies and testing stuff that hasn't been done before. So just get patient. <laughs> Love it. Dis be, a, be, yeah. be a patient disruptor. 
Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm patient, but I, but anyway, well, Rachel, tell me. It's been my turn. <laughs> Rachel. You, you need to start with actually why you want to do it. I think it's all well and good going, great, I want to be a disruptor, but you have to own that and make sure that it's 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 starts with you, why do you want to do it, and then you wear that as your DNA and there's no escaping it. It's it's who you are so that you can truly act with authenticity in any, any decision that you make um, in the space. I think you need an absolute a compelling vision um, that solves a problem so that you can bring some uniqueness to the to the space because there's plenty of opportunity. And then, you know, as we've just heard, surround yourself by people who can support you to make the right decisions and support you to, uh, to understand the process and keep you on track to the goals that you're going to achieve, achieve with the product. Um, I think there's a great kind of saying that nobody thinks their baby's ugly. <laughs> so just make sure you you listen to people and ask for it and embrace the fear you know things do get scary things will get tough um, but grab that fear and don't let it put you off the vision embrace it and crack on so be a fearless patient disruptor that's it <laughs> That's what we want. That's what we want more women to take a leap of faith and be fearless, patient disruptors. So my last question, well, it's not actually a question. I'm actually going to ask you each, if you could just share with us, and Rachel, you know, you and I did the podcast, so I would love for you just to, to share a two-minute overview on what we podcasted about. Edwina, if you could share you know, a 90-second to two-minute overview on where you see women in the next five years in the fitness industry. And, Kelly, if you could just share with us a 90-second to two-minute view on where you see Evolt going in the next two, uh, say, two to five years would be fantastic. So, Rachel, could you kick that off first? Yeah, it was very... It was a great opportunity for me to be able to share my experience of what I would call lockdown, but it's actually my life experiences um, over the last 48 years, and I've been almost too fearful to speak out about them or to share them with authenticity. Uh, lockdown made me as an extrovert have no option but to look in, so I chose to do all the things that I'd always put off, pretended I didn't have the time to do, and I've spent that time refocused, rewiring, and absolutely redefining myself. My life will never be the same again. And I've launched Ali Supercharged to share these experiences with others, to help them, uh, to, for people to know it's okay not to be okay. And for people to maybe adapt some of the tips that I've utilized for taming technology, taming the unruly brain, uh, the power of meditation, that I, ho I hope will help them. You know, I was put on this planet to get people moving both physically and mentally, and that's my intention. I love it. Edwina? Yes. Well, in terms of the next five years, I think the space for women is opening up. So I really think the opportunities are coming in between. It's, it's like the truths have been unraveled with the Me Too movement and all the different things that are happening, plus the shifts in technology, the opportunities now. So it's actually a question of whether you want to be one of those women or not, because I think it's going to happen. 
So I don't think this imbalance is going to be continued as it has in the past 50 years. I feel in the next five, it's going to be huge opportunities for women in all spaces. And, you know, given all that's been revealed in terms of perhaps the disadvantage in the past, there's extra opportunities for women now. You know, there's government grants for women. There's opportunities in business specific to women. So it's up to us as women whether we want to jump on that and, and step up and into that space or not. Um, so I don't think there would be any excuse. And I feel that the opportunity for women as well, the industry itself is moving out of just fitness. It's now that whole body, mind, body, spirit. It's So there's so much opportunity and potential in terms of what you offer. And I do think the niches are going to really be more and more defined. And as we've been discussing, the market is, is not going to be just your backyard. It's a worldwide market. And so... The potentials are limitless, really. I see that technology's provided us with that opportunity, and so there's enough space there for us to step up to expand. And I do think we're going to have a bigger pie and a bigger piece in the pie as women. Absolutely love it, Kelly. Yes, um, just on that with the whole, um, you know, women in leadership. I absolutely agree. I think. Um, you know, being a woman leader myself, I, I think we're able to juggle so many things and we have compassion and we have so many amazing traits that really allow us to be great leaders. So I think the next couple of years is going to be really exciting to see a lot of women stepping up into powerful positions um, globally. So, yeah, I think it's a really exciting time um, and I'm excited. And I know that you've got lots of things happening in your space with a vault. Yeah. And perhaps we can catch up in a podcast in a couple of weeks with that because you've got some exciting stuff. And I know Edwina has also and with Rachel. Now, ladies, we've been online for around half an hour. So where is the best place for our audience to get in touch with you if they've got some questions? And I know Edwina brought up some really um, valid information there in regards to grants. So if you're a woman who's looking to launch a new fit tech product, maybe get in touch with Edwina. She can put you on the right path to grants and where to look for those. Um, definitely key in to Rachel's podcast. As I said, people are still downloading it right now as we speak and look out for my upcoming podcast with Kelly. Edwina, where do we get in touch with you? Probably just my website, Mel, edwinagriffin.com. Well, you know, email is that edwina at edwinagriffin.com. Absolutely love it. Rachel? Yeah, just through my website too, um, areyousupercharged.com, um, or via LinkedIn, uh, Rachel Young, and I'm more than happy to support in any direction from a MyZone perspective, from a connectivity perspective, or from my Are You Supercharged. It would be just great to connect. And Cal? Uh, yeah, you can just um, contact me via website, which is just evolve360.com or just my email, which is kelly at evolve360.com. Fantastic. So just a reminder to everybody listening today, today's episode is sponsored by FitRec Fitness Registration, the preferred modern registration for business owners and fitness professionals. Edwina, Kelly and Rachel, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. It's been great speaking with you and I look forward to catching up with you all soon. I'll be dropping the ladies' information in the bottom of our podcast and I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Thank you. Thank you.